It's the morning show on 95.3 WBCK. And here's Tim Collins. 807. Good morning. Coming up, we'll preview movies for this weekend. The new Bond film, of course, one of those. Emily Lokes will join us from Celebration Cinema. Christine Piak from Willard Public Library will be along. They always have a lot going on. We'll tell you about some of that. With us right now in our studio from Lakeview Ford Lincoln, Vince Pavone. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. Another uh, successful kickball classic under your belt. It was the 10th one, right? It was the 10th kickball classic. And uh, as as I told you before, uh, it was the best. And it, it revived and re-energized all of us. And we're ready to do it for 10 more years, Tim. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great event. And it's, you know, it's a chance for... People in our community uh, with, you know, various mental and physical disabilities to just rub elbows out on the field with, you know, people from local businesses and organizations. Everybody has fun. It's a a fun competition and uh, everybody leaves feeling like they did something good. Yeah, you know, it starts on uh, Thursday night with a meet and greet and uh, all the teams go to CIR and receive their jerseys. We have dinner, and then each of the participants take a picture with the teams that they're going to play on. And, you know, we were we were talking about it, and some of those players and participants have been with the same team for six, seven years now, going to Christmas parties and picnics and whatnot. So it's really a tradition that um, we, we can't see going away anytime soon, that's for sure. Our new general manager, Mary Fork, was out with the team, and, and she was just raving about the event, and especially a couple of the players from CIR that were on the team. She, she said, I wish it was on film. It would have made the ESPN highlight. You know, this kid come flying into home and uh, it, and had to flop back to touch the plate and score, and it was just an, yeah, a great I mean, time. Yeah, I mean, it just exemplifies sportsmanship. I mean, all the CIR participants are able to make it to the first base so that they can run the bases, and, you know, we let them score and, and all those types of things, and it's – it's just a great event. We're we're just blessed to be able to facilitate that with a great partnership with CAR and and there's just too many businesses that participate to name them all. I'd, I'd forget somebody, but I I do appreciate BCK and Town Square's participation in the tournament. Really appreciate that for all these years. And that's just one of the things that that you're doing at Lakeview Ford. A lot of different things in the community, you know, car seat safety from time to time and uh, drive one for your school where people can come down and take advantage of a Ford program where when they test drive a vehicle, uh, a donation gets kicked in the school organizations. Uh, you know, so when, when you don't have a lot of cars on the lot, like every single car dealer in America right now, at least, you know, you're doing <laughs> some other stuff. Yeah, we, we, we try and find a way to make a difference. You know, we, our, our, uh, motto, of course, is community matters. And, um, you know, we have things that we've done traditionally for many, many years, including the kickball classic, the, the Christmas tree sales coming up again. Go ahead. Morris will, will quarterback that for, for us from, uh, Harper Creek Optimist Club. And we try and participate in the Christmas parade, which will be coming up again this year after a hiatus with COVID. Right. Harper Creek also uh, sponsors that for the community, which we're, we're going to have a float again this year. I, I went and counted, I think, seven uh, awards that we had for different plaques uh, for, for the Christmas parades, uh, floats that we've done over the years. So we're always looking for an opportunity to make an impact. 
as is a lot of businesses in town. But at Lakeview Ford, we, we kind of take it uh, as as part of our DNA. Good thing you got a lot of those new Ford trucks around to haul all those awards around. <laughs> right. So the, the uh, Christmas tree sale, you mentioned that, too. Unique thing about that, other than the fact that it's a great location, uh, but, it, you know, people can pay what they can. Yeah, the... It, you know, as we've talked over the years, it started off as a fundraiser, and then we turned into a, basically into a friend raiser, and we've just let it up to the community to tell us what the what those trees are worth. And some people have come across the the Washington Bridge, the Miller Bridge, and and given us you know fifty cents and taken home a tree, and and they had pride of ownership. And other people have come in and paid a hundred dollars for a tree. Yeah, and it, at the end, it, it all goes to a good cause, and 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 uh, we feel good about it. It's it's one of our holiday traditions now so it's great when that kind of stuff happens just out of the goodness of people's hearts and without any coercion without any government might uh, involved you know it just it works out it works out and I, I wish it all would work out that well. Uh, we do, too. <laughs> <laughs> With no filibustering or uh, trillion-dollar spending or anything else, you know, it would be nice if it just would work out. And, yeah, I think it would if we would just let people, uh, you know, uh, we set a lot of examples here in Battle Creek for that type of thing you know with our our annual roof sit for the homeless and there's just so many things that this community you know rises to the occasion for it it continually rises to the occasion it's funny when i when i first i was thinking about this story uh last night when i was preparing for our interview when i first came to town 11 years ago now i was i stopped and got gas at uh one of the c stores on columbia and i was putting some gas in my car and and i saw a guy and i said what what kind of town is battle creek and he said it's awful he says people don't get along there's constant fighting we're losing businesses left and right it's just terrible so we were in the process of negotiating to purchase the ford store at the time and i was a little taken back yeah so later on in the day i think i got a i was at continental and i was sitting down having lunch and i saw somebody else who was sitting there having lunch. I said, what kind of town is Battle Creek? And there was a woman. She said, it's the best town you've ever lived in. People get along. There's no fighting. There's a community spirit. (laughs) I walked out of there and said, you know what? Whatever you look for, you'll find. And and we came into Battle Creek looking to find exactly what, what that woman epitomized, which is a community spirit, people pulling together, trying to get get the, the best for, for everyone, looking at CAR, taking care of the people that are most vulnerable. I think that, you know, we, we have over 500 nonprofits. It's just there's a community spirit here. And like you said, if the government gets out of the way, we can just let this stuff happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking with Vince Pavone, Lakeview, Ford, Lincoln. And, uh, you know, I heard uh, Lacey ask you, you know, uh, you know, how, how are sales going, uh, you know, when you came in? And you know, the answer is pretty much the same for everybody. Yeah, we're selling the heck out of everything we got. <laughs> we are. And, and the interesting thing is, you know, people are still coming to the store. We, we get trucks in and, and cars and vehicles in every day. And they come in and people look and one of two things happens. Either they buy something off the lot or they look at what they want and they put an order in. Because right now, orders are king. So if, I, if somebody comes in and sits down and puts an order for exactly what they want for an F-150 or an Edge, they'll have it in six weeks. I remember, 
because I'm of such an age that I can, that this is the this was the business model in the 60s. I remember going ordering an Oldsmobile with my father, an Oldsmobile station wagon. Had to wait six weeks for it to come in. So people are getting retrained to come in and say, all right, I'm not going to make an immediate decision and pick up my car today, which nobody really likes that anyway. We would call it a spot delivery. But they come in and it's a low-pressure uh, situation. The, the factory incentivizes the customer with additional benefits to wait. And we extend their lease if they have a lease. Or they get a lot of money for their trade-ins, which, you know, used car market is through the roof. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's changed. So if it, out of a, a typical month now, uh, 25% or more of our sales are our previous orders. So it's the the model has changed. I don't know if we'll go back to having 150 cars on the lot anytime soon. So um, don't be afraid to go stop by Lakeview Ford or any of, of your car dealers because there are vehicles on the lots for everybody to take a look at. I think maybe people's buying habits are starting to change, especially through the pandemic and with Internet stuff. You know, nowadays it's not such a big deal to order something and then just wait for it to arrive. Uh, whereas before, you know, it was more, uh, there was more impulse buying, I think. You know, I think that's with everything. You know, one of the things, uh, that I, I kind of laugh about with my friends is, you know, all of a sudden there's this explosion in golf. Okay. So golf courses have three to four times as many rounds since the pandemic started versus before the pandemic started. Now, golf never changed. It's been the same game for 500 years. Okay, it takes four hours, four and a half hours, but now people are rediscovering golf because they're not in a rush. Okay, there's nowhere to go. Okay, there's nowhere to get to. Okay, we all have to be in a, in a kind of a different pace, and uh, and that's, that's the buying experience at a, at a car dealership today. Talking about inventories, and you know, we just hear chip shortage, chip shortage, and, and it's affecting pretty much every uh, automaker. Doesn't matter what company, what maker, model. It's a, it's a big factor. And I, you know, I've learned a few things recently. Like, I, you know, I thought, oh, chip shortage. Oh, you know, they they don't have a chip to put in there. Well, there's more than one chip in a vehicle. As we were talking, you know, you could have depending on the vehicle. Uh, you could have 500 chips to 1,500 chips, okay? And then the the uh, autonomous vehicles and the electric vehicles are going to have up to 3,000 chips. So, yeah, there's a chip shortage, and it has to be addressed, and it will not be addressed anytime soon. We're going to live with these inventory levels probably through 2022. Uh. And, uh, you know, there was a plant that was manufacturing chips that did have a fire, I, it, this it was supposedly kind of a a myth that this actually this but we had confirmation that there was a plant that went down which did tighten the supply chain but the demand for chips is through the roof and uh I know that there's a reluctance for you know some of the manufacturers to continue to uh become reliant on outside um manufacturers for chips so there you sure. may see some uh, some uh, vertical integration at some horizontal integration at some point. i think that would be good i uh, actually uh, i believe gm had a chip factory in kokomo indiana which they shut down laid everybody off because they could buy them cheaper from other right. outside suppliers and that's the plant by the way that uh when they started making ventilators they cranked it back up to make ventilators i guess right. there but the thing that really disturbs me, and if I were 
somebody like you, Vince Pavone, trying to sell cars and run a dealership, I'd be really mad about this, that the industry is using chips that are like 10, 12, 15 years old technology. And so their suppliers are not going to build new factories to crank out ancient technology. The problem is, is the automakers are all tooled for these particular chips, and they'd have to revamp the whole electrical system to to use something else. That's my understanding. Well, I mean, the, the, the whole chip technology in the vehicles will come to a head at some point. But my bigger concern as we talk about electric vehicles is what are we going to do about the batteries? If we can't manage chips, how well are we going to manage batteries? Because the raw materials for batteries include lithium, copper, and nickel. And in this country, we're no longer in the mining business. Okay, So how are we going to manage that part of our supply chain? If we haven't had the the foresight to go back and look at what we learned from the chip supply chain issues, what about batteries? We're jumping in with both feet. I think, you know, depending on who you read, we're going to, our, our global electric vehicle sales in 2030 are going to be between 24 and 40%. So depending on Uncle Joe or depending on some, some Bloomberg, okay, we're going to, that's a lot of batteries, okay? And, and we don't have the capacity currently to manufacture those, that number of batteries. And then what do we do with the batteries when they're no good? Okay, so, so there's all these issues. I mean, it's, you know, uh, clean energy is great. Zero emissions is great. The, the, you know, the people who do, the few people that we've sold electric vehicles love them. But we don't have the infrastructure currently in the manufacturing and in the charging to handle any capacity. Vince, Vince Pavone is our guest from Lakeview Ford Lincoln. And, uh, Vince, uh, you've been pretty active in uh, supporting local sports. I know that uh, here on the radio you've supported our sports broadcasts and Coach's Corner and other programs. And uh, now you've uh, taken it a step further and going to have a student athlete of the week? Yeah, you know, we, we've been looking for different ways to partner with schools. And uh, we, we do some things with uh, the Lakeview uh, Spartan football team. We do some things with uh, Battle Creek uh, public football team, the Bearcats. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that high school athletics are such a great um, uh, thing for kids to participate in, for leadership, for sportsmanship, for community. And I, and I really think that we have some great coaches. If anybody listens to Coach's Corner, we've got some really great coaches and real leaders of men. And we just looked for a way to uh, to partner with the schools, and uh, something came up with the shopper. I, I had been talking to Fred Jacobs for a while about this before the pandemic hit, and then they have uh, Will, who does a lot of their sports stuff over there. So we kind of came up with this idea. We're going to see how it goes. Was we want to honor a student athlete each week, and it'll be for it, it will be representative of of uh, all the sports that are particip- that are played in the fall not just football, and it will be the four high schools, including uh, St. Phil. So the athletic directors will nominate one of the athletes to uh, to Will, and we will coordinate with the schools. And, uh, and we did select the first athlete, the first Lakeview Ford Student Athlete of the Week. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Well, I should have had that handy. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere around and here. And that will be uh, Parker LeGrow from uh, Lakeview. He's a cross-country athlete. He's a cross-country athlete. Yeah. I have, happen to know his father and his mother very well. 
And it, so it was not uh, preferential treatment, but this was something that the, the athletic director at Lakeview um, nominated him to, to Will, and we, we agreed uh, he had a great great track meet. I think he, he uh, returned. Uh, he he uh, repeated as, as city champion for, for his cross country, and uh, great kid, great family, and he'll be our first recipient. Yeah, Parker turned in the fastest boys' uh, cross-country time in school history, uh, posting a mark of 15 minutes, 57 seconds during a uh, Smack East Jamboree meet back on the 21st over at Gull Lake. So congratulations to uh, Parker Legrault, our uh, Student Athlete of the Week from Lakeview Ford Lincoln. That's great. And so uh, one every week, will we see that in the shopper then? We'll see that in the shopper each week. Yeah. Well, good. Then we'll we'll grab it so we can mention it here also. That sounds great. And, we'll, and uh, if anybody has anybody that they'd like to nominate, you know, get a hold of Will over at the shopper, and uh, we'll take a look and see if they're uh, worth uh, considering. Yep. And they all are, but some uh, have better weeks than others. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. Uh, well, Vince, uh, we appreciate you stopping by this morning, and uh, we appreciate you honoring these student-athletes and uh, all the other great things that Lakeview Ford's doing in our community. Thanks, Tim. You know, I know that you know we never know what the future holds, but I just want to say that I really have appreciated uh, coming in and talking to you these, these past few years. It's been great. You, you are a truly a, a, a community leader. And uh, your program brings people together and gives us all a voice to communicate the great things that are going in Battle Creek. And I just want to thank you very much for that and uh, appreciate your professionalism and your friendship. Thank you very much, Vince. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate yours as well. Okay.